Yeah, yeah. When he when he said you have to be sick in the f-ing head to be a Jaguars fan, when I heard this, <laughs> I thought of you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of The Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown and joining me via call is co-host Asad Asan. After the Jaguars 38-10 destruction of the Los Angeles Chargers this past Sunday, we have entered a new era of Jaguars appreciation. I'm going to go ahead and call it Jaguars Appreciation Week because out of nowhere, People who ignored our 24 nothing shutout of the Colts the previous week. Okay, maybe it got drowned out in the excitement of other games and comeback glorious victories. Suddenly, suddenly, we are a talking item this Sunday. People all over the league saying how the Jaguars should be taken seriously. There's been some jokes, albeit with good, you know, as I say, behind every joke is a little bit of truth. There's been some jokes about Trevor Lawrence being a possible MVP candidate this year. Okay, about uh, Devin Lloyd and Trevon Walker, Defensive Rookie of the Year candidates. About the Jaguars' defense returning to its 2017 Saxonville glory. I don't know if that's going to be a rebranding. Let's pick Pixonville. Does that work? Pixonville? Mm -hmm. (laughs) On Duval Hot Takes, I heard Hawksonville. I like that one, too. But... It's it's a lot to take in. I said, I just want to touch base with you. What has this week been like for you? And welcome back. Well, yeah. Good evening, Bentley. And it's it's been good. I would like to first mention I am 0-3 on my Jaguars picks that we made in the preseason. I had us winning the first game and losing the next two handily. So it's uh, safe to say that I was wrong about the Jaguars start. And I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy about it. What a game on Sunday. So much fun, man. So much energy. I don't know what the energy was like where you were watching, but where I was at, it was pretty good because all the energy was in my head and I was just hype. And, you know, I was having a bad Sunday too, man. I was kind of down and that just brought me back to life, man. Just seeing the Jaguars rolling like that. Trevor Lawrence played great. The defense played great. There was just, I can't even think of anything that went wrong. I mean, a a few things, but this is what we wanted to see. This is it. I think the Jaguars are legit, but I still think it's a little early. And, you know, a lot of people are saying our biggest test will be on Sunday against the Eagles. What point on Sunday, this past Sunday, did you believe or realize that the game was ours? It's, It's done. I believe after the second drive, I started feeling very confident in the defense. I just felt like Justin Herbert, he didn't really have time. He was pretty inaccurate. The defense was just buzzing around everywhere, man. These guys are everywhere. They're fast, you know. So I just felt like once we got a few stops and then we moved the ball down the field consistently, even though they resulted in two field goals, I still felt like we had that game almost in hand if I was that confident. It's a little weird being confident as a Jaguars fan because we're so used to being let down, but it feels different, doesn't it? Somehow, some way. Yeah. You know, we need to to go back and calculate this stuff, have a little bit of celebration of our statistical categories, kind of a a (laughs) statsturbation of sorts, right? Oh, my goodness. Where 
<laughs> yeah, you weren't expecting that, were you? I never heard that one before. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That that that's gonna be that's gonna be a regular segment here. But if you start projecting numbers from the team, things get exciting really fast. And someone some things that jump out to me obviously are the turnover differential, the amount of turnovers we're creating confidence that we might be able to get a turnover kind of at will is very reminiscent of our 2017 defense and just reminiscent of any good defense, I guess. And then also Trevor, uh, yeah, so not as many big plays. That's still an area of concern. We've had really good, carefully executed schemes, but not a ton of the deep throws. We got some nice thread-the-needle shots and stuff, but Trevor's getting a lot of near picks still that keep me concerned. However, apart from that, the distribution of the ball across the receiving core is amazing, right? And I'm just thinking, putting yourself in the shoes of everybody who's catching balls from Trevor right now, you got to be excited. I mean, you, you have to be pumped because everybody's got a touchdown now, right? Everybody's having a six-catch game, five-catch game at some point in the season. This early on, what a delight to see. Yes, it definitely is a delight. And I don't know where I heard it, but someone said it's going to be like a wide receiver by committee and all, you know, all these guys are going to share the load. <laughs> ah, some guy, some guy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we saw Zay Jones have that breakout game, best game of his career, and he was just excellent. And that that touchdown was amazing. You know, three touchdowns, right? Three different receiving touchdowns from three different guys mm-hmm. as well. We thought maybe Evan Ingram should have got that one, but, you know, that got overturned. Trevor looks comfortable, and I think that's what's most important. I think it's more important than, you know, looking at the the deep ball because I think those things will come when defenses realize that we're just you know sometimes dinking and dunking but I don't even consider our offense a dink and dunk you know it's a lot of crossers a lot of guys are just running free which is just amazing to see the balls being distributed we're running the ball fairly well we ran it a little better than last week you know of course the stats are a little skewed by you know James Robinson having a, a big run every week but I, I love to see it because James Robinson's a guy that they said doesn't have the have the potential for like those breakout runs and we've seen it twice already this year so these these are very good signs I thought ATN even played well uh, we didn't see much of Evan Ingram but all around from the offense I think they look great and I just think Jawan Taylor was just excellent on the line man they're past I didn't even know Khalil Mack was playing I'll put it that way and we know Bosa got hurt earlier in the game, but the, the line was just excellent. Yeah, Juwan Taylor is at the top of the league right now, and he's, he's played a nearly perfect season, which is mind-blowing. And, I mean, add him to the list of, I mean, possible collapses that could happen this season. I, I don't want to see it, right? But like, <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't it make you nervous how well things are going? Is this the calm before the storm? No pun intended. Sorry, Florida. Our, our thoughts are with you. Yes. Yes, they are. It's uh, crazy stuff going down there. Yeah, you know, Bentley, I mean, it's so early in the season. You know, we should go back to the Doug Marone quarter system, right? You know, because technically we could finish this quarter two and two. And then we kind of look at it, look at it from the outside and think, okay, was this a good two and two? Like, two and two and we're looking up and I think even if we do lose to the Eagles it's a two and two the team is still trending the right way whereas you know you could look at two and two for other teams if they were to go two and two like say if the Broncos lose to the Raiders their two and two is a lot worse than our two and two you know what I mean just the way they're playing football and I'm I'm just pretty confident in the Jaguars team like I said it's a big test but the schedule does get a little easier after 
But first things first, they, they can't look ahead. They, they got to play the Eagles in Philly. And from what I hear, that is not the easiest place to play. Yeah. Oh, that was another quote from part of my take. I definitely want to take a listen to some media from around this week. We've got this clip from part of my take. If it's going to be a dry winter, I don't think that you have enough water to handle all the fireworks explosions. Yeah, that are like, like 10,000 hardcore Jaguars fans does equal like 100,000 Eagles fans. Yeah. Because that's some real hardcore shit. Yep. Like you have to be, you have to be fucked in the head to be a hardcore Jaguar. I- high compliment, high praise, high praise. That's what it was. That, that. <laughs> That's what I wanted to send you. That's that's it right there. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we so we have the Eagles coming up this Sunday. Um, after the Eagles, we come back home against the Texans and that will finish off the first quarter to to put it into. Uh, oh, sorry. No, the Eagles finish off the first quarter to put it into Maronian terms. Right. Then we got Texans at home. We play at Indianapolis at the Colts, which I'm already a little nervous of that as like a revenge game for the Colts. who should have a lot more of their team back healthy and at home at that point versus uh, who we played against yep. the previous week last week yeah and then the giants who started off kind of hot but they lost a mundane game at home to the cowboys already on monday night football this week and then we've got the broncos at wembley it, it, the schedule does get easier but it's still the national football league and you just can't expect anything particular each week and i'm a, I, you know if we're we have some jags gonna jags fears the heaviest fear here would be no matter what happens with the eagles that we drop a game to a team like the texans afterwards and that's that's i think what would be even more crushing to me no i, t- I totally agree with that and you know it's it's hard it's hard especially if you come off a big win to go play a bad team. And the Texans are known for staying in games. And, you know, in past years, the Texans have had a lot of success against the Jaguars, no matter how bad their teams have been and no matter, you know, how good or bad the Jaguars have been. So it is a little scary looking ahead, but all we can do is focus on next week. And I think Doug Peterson was, was saying that too, you know, in his press conference. And I think the whole team has that same mentality. Like they weren't too, like, I feel like these guys aren't aren't satisfied, and you love to see that, especially from a young team. They want it all, you know. By want it all, I, I yes, I mean the Super Bowl, but like they want to win. Like one win is not good enough for them. They want to keep winning games. They want to prove to the league that they are for real. And there's a lot of guys that have a lot of things to prove, starting from Doug Peterson to Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk to James Robinson off an injury to ATN, you know, who was out a year, and then some of the guys on defense too. I, I teased around the idea maybe a couple of weeks ago, and now I am firmly grounded in it. All right. I am knee deep in cement right here. The cement has hardened. I'm now the Bentley statue who stands in recognition of this defense being exciting to watch every possession. When the other team gets the ball, I have the most sadistic excitement. To go out and see the Jag- see the Jaguars defense go out against them, and to just imagine <laughs> who's gonna eat this drive, right? Who's gonna get a sack this possession? Who's gonna be Devin Lloyd, right place at the right time, 
pick another one off. Who's going to make an acrobatic interception down the field? I have zero fear when our defense is on the field. Right. Am I ahead, way ahead of myself, or, or does the Bentley statue live on eternally in its glory? I mean, you might be ahead of yourself, but if you are, then I'm right there with you because that's exactly how I, how I feel as well. I said Devin Lloyd is a guy who should be able to play in this league, you know, for eight to 10 years as a starter. And I'm going to stand firmly behind that because this guy, he's fast. He can cover. He can rush the passer. I mean, watching this guy in college, I was like, this guy does not belong out here with these guys, you know, with these college kids. This guy's a man. And Devin Lloyd is the real deal. And I, I still think Trayvon Walker really might be the real deal too. But I'm very set on Devin Lloyd being a legit NFL player. And this guy has superstar potential, in my opinion. So I, I get excited every week watching him. I'm really happy for Rayshon Jenkins. I feel like, you know, after a really good week, I thought maybe he'd be a letdown this week. Thought he played really well again against his former team. Just great stuff. You know, one guy that I have concerns about is probably Darius Williams on defense, you know, at the corner position. I feel like he's been the most underwhelming player on the defense, and by far. Yeah, and the other corners are are stepping up, you know, to fill like for example Shaq Griffin's absence this last week. You know, they did that; they took that in stride. So that that is an interesting one uh, to identify Darius Williams there as a possible area of concern. But I mean, we just have depth across the defense. It seems like um, I think you know safety was probably my biggest area of concern, and I'm feeling great about safety now. I'm mean, to see Cisco out there dominating the way he has the way that Rashawn's been doing it in such a position that's that's should be hopefully encouraging to the rest of the team these guys are playing with confidence they're brutal it's very very nice to see I'm really loving the depth and you know some have raised the question this this week and that's one thing that you know I have on the agenda to talk about here is that the you know the Jaguars are getting attention they got attention kind of overnight this week. Something clicked. It was like the 24 nothing route of the Colts stayed dormant in people's minds. And then when the Jaguars came out this week and beat them 38 to 10, the light switch went on and everyone is saying that Jaguars are a serious team and they're actually good now. They're turning a corner. They're, you know, they're making the right kind of strides. And it's kind of funny because I, I don't know if we even talked about it last week, but in my mind, I was like, okay, the Jaguars will probably lose against the Chargers, right? Yep. And if they win, they'll, they'll probably win. They'll probably, you know, eke it out. Like, they'll go up early and then kind of finish off. And I was like, but there's a possibility we could literally do, like, a 45-10 thing. One touchdown <laughs> right? away. And when we were at 38-10, I was like, holy shit. I was like, why did I not say this on the air? This is going to be the douchiest thing in the world when I just bring it up and be like, oh, I thought <laughs> You know, yeah, sure. You thought that. in my imagination, we might win 45-10. And then, and then apparently Brian Sexton's out there actually literally said the Jaguars are going to score 38 points. I'm like, what the fuck? No. But with all this attention now and confidence in in the Jags, I'm wondering what's what is our weakness here? Like, what what is it that we're what do we have a blind spot to? And that, I was curious to see what you think about that. That's a great question. I mean, it's hard to see blind spots when you play so well, you know, in the past two weeks. But I would say sometimes like the the running game has been, uh, hey, you know, we haven't been able to get four or five yards of play. It seemed like it's only like two yards, two yards, three yards. And then the yards per carry average looks good because, you know, there's a, a couple big runs. So are we going to be able to get those tough yards? I think 
not play calling, but decision making in the red zone from the coach and the quarterback. Like there's times where I was like, is Doug Peterson going to go for this? Cause we got in the, in the red zone, deep in the red zone. And sometimes, you know, you got to take the points. Sometimes you don't. I think the right decisions were made. I think we took the points at the right time this week, but a lot of coaches would go for that and that can kill your team at the end of the day. So I think it's little things, but nothing that I can see thus far, but I think we're going to see something this week and it's dealing with a mobile quarterback. And we'll see if that's a huge weakness because we know some of the best teams in the league, they, the quarterbacks are pretty mobile. Well, let's see how we can deal with Jalen Hurts and I think I'll get a lot more answers. <laughs> This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys! It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What else is on your mind from the past week, and what else is kind of going around for Ased in the NFL world here? Well, first of all, you know, Trevor Lawrence won AFC Offensive Player of the Week, right? And then Devin Lloyd won Rookie of the Week. I don't know if he won Rookie of the Week, but I know Trevor Lawrence won Offensive Player of the Week for the AFC which is pretty big, you know, the Jaguars in the news again. Been hearing our name a lot. It's all it's all good right now, but I don't know, it's something in the back of my mind, you know, not now that we have when you have expectations, now people are going to really really look at you. So week in and week out, you got to come out and you got to perform, and that's what worries me. You know, a lot of people have the Eagles as the best team in the league right now. Maybe they're not the best team in the league, but right now they're playing the best football in the league. So it's it's a tough task going to Philly and playing them. And you don't want to get blown out. You want to keep the game close. But ultimately, you want to win the game on the road because it would be a, a huge one. And we'd be all over the place again. I just think there's a lot of and just a, t- a ton of pressure on this team now because they have expectations. If they would have started off 0-3, it would be a different story. The Jaguars, they... They really got to hang in these games now. And, you know, they're seven point under six and a half point underdogs. I bet you this in the beginning of the season, they were a lot bigger than that, you know, coming into this game. I guess we'll see. I want to see more Travis Etienne for sure, too. I feel like I haven't got a healthy dosage of him. But, you know, James Robinson's playing really good football. So I don't I don't see a reason to switch up the game plan much. I'm nervous for ATM myself. Every time, you know, he touches the ball and then goes for a yard and gets stuffed or something, I'm like, yeah, this guy like may not last in the NFL beyond a couple seasons. And then he'll have an eight yard run or he'll catch a toss, you know, for 12 yards, whatever. And I'm like, okay, he redeemed himself and we are good to go. And it's only a matter of time until we see him explode. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, it's only been three games for him. He's only played three NFL games. 
I think we still got to give him a break and let him learn the game. You know, maybe he's going to learn how to avoid these hits and maybe he'll hit the weight room. There's a, there's a number of things that can happen. And I think Doug Peterson's a pretty smart guy and I think he'll find different ways to use him effectively, which will be really nice to see. And I mean, honestly, I would start playing, you know, given some of these plays that are designed to ETN to Jamal Agnew. Yeah, and it'll be very fascinating to see Doug Peterson's game plan against his former team, the Eagles, this Sunday. Yeah, and I would I would normally be nervous as hell for a game like this, but uh, I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. I just think that the team uh, has such a high degree of confidence right now. If I just remember, I think for me the most inspirational moment is Trevon Walker tearing up after the loss against Washington, <laughs> <laughs> right, and saying that he has to do more himself to help the team win. That moment for me is just like, boom, fantastic, dude. And now to see them going out with confidence, the the whole thing with him boarding the Jaguars plane to L.A. with Metro Diner Takeaway. And I asked my dad, because, you know, we, when we lived in Jacksonville, my dad was working downtown a lot and stuff. I was like, hey, do you are you familiar with Metro Diner? And he's like, what did you just say? I'm like, Metro Diner. He's like, oh, of course. Of course, Metro Diner. I'm like, okay, cool. It must mean something because people people were going crazy about uh, Trevon Walker taking that on the plane. Yes, they were. They were calling the victory Mm -hmm. right there, man, you know. But, yeah, I think that, you know, I think in the NFL, I think one of the classic things, we've seen this with the Jaguars in the past historically, is you play to the level of your competition so often. And a truly great team is able to transcend that. I know we shut out our teams the last basically the last two games that's been beautiful to see and that's not playing that's playing way beyond beyond the level of competition but I think the Eagles is a is a pretty good test here on you know yeah can we can we basically you know run it with any team in the league and then again my my bigger even bigger concern is going to be some of the what, what we're now classifying as easier games after that starting with the Texans can can we go and destroy the Texans? Can we obliterate the Texans? And and you know the classic phrase that we haven't used for Jaguars often here, but you know take care of business, right? Go out and perform like you should, based on who you think you are, how you believe in yourself and your team, regardless of who you're going up against. Yep, absolutely. But once again, you know we got to take it one week at a time. And yes, that's what I would expect. If this team is really who we think they are, then that's what you can expect from them. But it's it all comes down, you know, to the Eagles because the three and one start that's that's huge, man. That's just absolutely huge. You know, you you kind of take a command over the division too. You know, we got I believe the Colts and Titans play each other too, so someone's got to lose there. And then I don't know who, who Houston plays. They play the Chargers, so you know they're likely going to lose. So it's it, it's a big game because you can really take that step up in the division too. All right, man. Well, it's great touching base this week, and I'm excited for these games to come. Dude, it is this exciting. Is, this is really, really great. I got to make sure to watch the games live. I keep, uh, I keep getting getting caught back behind it. I was watching, I was watching, you know, with another with family friends who may or may not be have let's say high stakes in the fortunes of another NFL team <laughs> this week. So I wasn't able to peel away for Jaguars uh, at the moment. And then I finally got home and I'm watching this like, oh my God, this is this is great. I'm just kind of one of those games where I don't even have, uh, I didn't even have butterflies or anything. I'm just kind of watching the Jags go out and <laughs> take care of things, start to finish. So hoping for more of that. It's a good feeling to have. Just playing football, enjoying it. Yes. You know, feeling proud of yourself no matter the outcome of the game. And 
Hoping uh, that happens this Sunday versus the Eagles. And I, I wish to God we could get flexed into the Sunday night spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it, it's coming. we got to wait for the Chiefs hopefully soon because our schedule gets kind of easy. But yeah, definitely exciting stuff, man. I, I look forward to Sundays, and now I'm looking forward to every Sunday. And there have been good Sundays instead of depressing Sundays. So that that's it's good news. And thank you all for listening to this episode of The Drunken Jaguar. This is an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Junkin Dragwar. On behalf of Ased and myself, it's been a pleasure. And Ased, like I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish I could be there with you watching these games, man. I know, I know you're pacing back and forth. I know you got the arms raised. I know you got some. <laughs> I know, and if you're with other people, there's definitely some talking happening yes. i would love to see it it would be a true honor hopefully it can happen again soon oh yeah we're, we're gonna make it happen we're gonna make it happen soon all right man i'll take care and go jacks all right go jacks Like you have to be, you have to be f***ed in the head to be a hardcore Jaguar. <laughs>